This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Michelangelo, a.k.a. Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm Cody Tuckett. And Mike Templeton is doing amazing things right now, but he isn't here. Not off the show. Just not on today. This wasn't a survivor situation where we brought on Cody and, and voted off Mike. <laughs> yeah. Mike yeah. It's no longer he'll, he'll with us, though. Yeah. I mean. You Probably know. next week. Probably next week. So, what are we doing tonight, man? Tonight, we are going to be covering the Ninja Turtles anime, Mutant Turtles Superman Legend. Oh, boy. And without Mike here, he can't say the Japanese name, but there's a Japanese name that I'm sure you can look at, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Super Turtle. Super Turtle. Yeah, so there's... Well, not that, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's the best I could do. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's like one show in two parts. There's the Great Crisis of the Super Turtles, The Saint Appears, and then part two is the Coming of the Guardian Beasts, The Metal Turtles Appears. I, I like how it even has like the two names for one episode thing that anime does for some reason. Why why do they do that? I... We're already getting into, I guess, the second time around here. Other than I don't think I'm gonna get an answer to that. It's a rhetorical question, I guess. I have a, a, a not rhetorical question because I'm not super into anime or anything. Okay. What, what is... Is it OVA or OVA? What does that mean? So... It is OVA, and I've said OVA for a long time not knowing it. Turns out, I've said it... Like, my wife knew better and knew it was, you know, OVA. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just barely learned uh, last week that... Uh, it, it is OVA, and I've been saying it over, and my wife just thought I was being funny. I feel uh, like that. I feel like I'm, OVA is is fair to to assume it would be. It, it is it is fair to assume. However, apparently that's not what it is, and I'm just such a funny guy that my wife thought I was uh, being funny this whole time, calling it an that's, OVA. That's a great personality trait to be so like weird and out there that when you do something that's like legitimately kind of embarrassing, people are just like, ah, he's just a fun guy, you know. He's yeah. being ironic. <laughs> Good on you, Spence. Good on yes, you. That, that's really what it is, is I'm too ironic, which I feel like right. isn't a positive quality trait. But anyway, that's fine. It, it makes for great that's podcasting, a, I guess. You're like 10,000 spoons when all I need is a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That sounds very mean. You're a very sweet guy. I love you. It's a lot of spoons. <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> yeah, it's a lot of spoons, though. Do you know what OVA means, Spencer? Uh, I did. I because I read it just a little bit ago, and I've already forgot it though. 
Yeah, so I googled it. It stands for Original Video Animation, which apparently um, the most common thing with anime is there's a there's a manga first, and then they make a show based on it. Yeah, but apparently they're saying it stands for um, when it the anime was created originally as an animation not taken from manga. Um, okay. usually used as fillers or spin-offs from the original manga. So I guess it's I guess it means it's not directly based off. A manga, or something. Okay, yeah, sounds sounds about right for every OVA episode I've seen. Mm, Granted, yeah. I haven't read the manga side by side to confirm, but that sounds right. I just always thought anime just wanted like a fancy name for movies, but apparently it's it's a deep logical meaning. Hmm. Good to know. Well. Man, we're already just learning so much stuff. You'd think it was already the second time around. We're not there yet, though. First, let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear. About Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! So, this is a live recap that's going to happen here. Because uh, there was some confusion. Um, you see, Mike couldn't make it on today, but he was originally planning to come on today. Things got shifted around, people got confused. Needless to say, I agreed to summarize an episode, and I summarized the wrong one again. Uh, this, I hope this doesn't continue to become a problem. Either way, here we go. The Great Crisis of the Super Turtles. The Saint Appears. So, the turtles are all given these things called mutastones by this like little fairy called Mew. It allows them to super mutate into muscle men that still kind of look like turtles, but their heads are a lot more human-shaped, and they've got masks. You've seen them. So they, they turn into those guys, and they're more powerful. But it also turns out that Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady got their hands on some too, and so they turn into more powerful, super-mutated versions of themselves as well. Uh, the Turtles actually defeated them by using the Turtle Saint, so they can all combine together after super-mutating using the Mutastones into one ginormous silver turtle that is the Turtle Saint, and they become incredibly super-powerful, and so they blew Shredder away. And that, my friends, is just the intro to the episode. Uh, so what from there? It's like the, uh, the turtles are like walking down the street, yeah. right? And they like they run into like Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Yes. Um. Do they super mutate then? I think so. They I do. think like uh, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady. They have like um. So like Krang has like the dark muta crystal, which is like the evil version of the muta crystal. Um. But Krang, like, has it on the ship, and they have, like, a device where he can, like, trigger it remotely for them. And so they, like, run into the turtles, and they're like, okay, Krang, do it, and we'll go. And the turtles are kind of just watching amusedly, watching them struggle with it. And the turtles, by this point, you realize they're, like, pros with the, the mutation. And so they're just kind of, like, watching them transform, waiting before then they transform, and they, like, battle it out. Yeah, and so, like... I think this is kind of a distraction while Krang is trying to awaken Dark Mew from inside the evil Muta Crystal, which will like 
uh, destroy the universe. Yeah, or something. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, come and destroy the universe. Yeah, it's like they like they need like however many minutes or because it's a short amount of time, and they're, so they're trying to like just yeah they're trying to distract the turtles while they do that. So the turtles do get distracted. Splinter though is walking with April, um, and Splinter's like, oh dang, I know what they're doing. Um, because I think Chris Mew is it Chris Mew? Yeah, that's the good one. The good she fairy. warns like Splinter. Like, hey, this is what's going down. So Splinter and April go into the sewers. And I think Krang is on like a spaceship, a space station. Did I hallucinate that part? Or is it because they keep showing like the space shuttle? They keep showing the space shuttle, which I guess is just like astronauts watching what's going on on Earth. He's in the Technodrome. He's in the Technodrome. The astronaut in, in the space shuttle is pretty much just comedic relief and is there to showcase the fact that the stars in the sky are disappearing that is how crane oh yeah yeah is bringing dark mew freeing her from this crystal yeah she is like eats stars yeah I, I forget it's it's either that's what causes it or that's a he's, symptom of her being awakened or something pretty sure, he's not... dest- pretty sure he's destroying the stars because at one point shredder asks him why don't you just destroy the planet earth then why are you going around destroying all these stars and oh like, yeah because i have yeah. the personality of a kitten and that's right <laughs> yeah and so like as they're destroying stars it's also slowly causing havoc on earth and i think that's where the astronauts come in because they're like wow stuff's really going down on earth yeah doesn't that cause um, like a tidal wave or uh yeah like a giant tidal wave and stuff but so like as that's happening splinter realizes that so him and april they go into the sewers i don't know how they get to krang but because they get to krang like right away and like confront him mm-hmm. um but I think it's like it's like too late because then the dark Mew breaks out, and she's like a a cute demon anime chick, right? Right. Um, she's and like then, Mew, but but evil, like Chris Mew. Yeah. And then like they they flood the city, and so like everyone's dead. By the way, like the turtles failed. I don't at that point in the episode. It's like what's going on. Yeah, they, um, they glaze right over that. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, the, the Super tu- Turtles and, and uh, Splinter meet up on like a floating billboard, basically. And uh, what the Technodrome pops up, and that's where Chris Mew comes from. And she shoots Shredder, who's still super mutated, but this like makes him like super duper kaiju mutated. He's like big, as big as buildings now, right? Yeah, and he has like a cool, like extra dragony form. Yeah, he's shooting lasers everywhere, and like April's in the helicopter, kind of helping him out. And Splinter just like tanks one of these laser blasts and and leaps to the helicopter. It's really cool. But then uh, Donatello gets the idea to like kind of taunt Shredder around, and he, he gets on a building. He taunts Shredder. Uh, Shredder blasts through it, and the building falls on him, and that knocks them yeah. out. Yeah, and then. I mean, is it at that point then like Chris Mew steps in and she like I don't I don't know the wrestling move, but she, she like puts, gets she it in a full Nelson. She puts, you know, Dark Mew in a full Nelson. Yeah, because Dark Mew goes Dark Mew and Chris Mew go to space, right? And that's when yeah. the full Nelson happens. And yeah, I think Splinter's like on her. Yeah. Splinter's like, you know, obviously y'all can't fly to space, so you gotta summon Turtle Saint, fuse into one, and then fly into space. Yeah. Um they do that. Uh, I'm trying to remember. They they have like a hard time controlling it though. Well, Cause like right? um 
like Chris Mew doesn't have enough power on her own to like, cause she wants to trap dark Mew back in the crystal and they'll trap themselves together, but she doesn't have enough power. So like she tells the turtles, they have to do their like super Omega attack thing. And the turtles are new at this. So they kind of like, they have to really like, you know, get all their gumption together to like do like a sword blast thing. I had a special name. Yeah. But it's only like their second time becoming the saint, I think seems to be implied so they're yeah like like cody said still very new at it but they do eventually do that right and and uh so that's enough to kind of stun dark mew so that chris mew can trap both of them back in their mutastone crystals um what the turtles are picked up by that astronaut in space and brought back to earth (laughs) um but they don't they've lost their mutastone powers that's kind of where it ends right yeah yep yeah all right. See, that was that was an easy summary. That was great. Yeah, I thought we did pretty. I, that was more fun than just doing it. Maybe we should just do this every time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like we'll we'll let the people. We'll let the people decide. Right. Yeah. Uh, we need your also, feedback. Also, if that episode was written by the same guy that wrote uh, the second one, then it was written by Masashi Sogo, and it came out in the year 1996. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, I'm doing the second part, which is The Coming of the Guardian Beast, The Metal of Turtles Appear, which original air date is uh, May 21st, 1996. And I think, yeah, same date for the first one. Um, All right, so using his advanced tracking equipment and shrill voice, Krang has identified the location of more mutastones in Japan and sends Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady to investigate. Splinter has been summoned by Hattori Kinzo of Shinobi Village for assistance, so he, April, and the Turtles travel to Japan to help. While riding on a bullet train, they're attacked by Shredder and his goons, but they are repelled by the intervention of Hattori Kinzo and his ninja clan. Hattori takes them to Shinobi Village. There, they learn of the village's sacred mirror. Donatello surmises that on the back of the mirror, there are seven embedded mutastones. The Turtles get some sweet ninja armors and robes from the ninja clan, and then pack it in for the night. The next morning, the turtles are awakened by a laughing ghost named Yukimura, who had been imprisoned on this land by Hattori's grandfather. Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady arrive and demand the mutastones. The ghost points to the ghost points to the mirror, and the bad guys try and get it. But then Hattori pulls a chain, the whole building collapses, and then the giant shinobi fortress rises out of the ground. Think like Inn's Castle in Pokemon Black and White, right? Uh, the mirror then is located at the top, so a big r- race breaks out with everyone trying to scale the side of the building to get to the mirror. Eventually, the turtles decide to take the stairs instead of scaling the walls of the fortress. They are interrupted by Krang when he portals in and blocks their way, which allows the bad guys and Hattori's clan to get to the top first. Hattori throws out a bunch of fake mirrors, which confuses the bad guys, until that ghost from earlier points to the real one. The bad guys get the evil mutastones, which gives them access to metal armors and their powers. So, Bebop gets this evil catfish armor and the great killer wave, the great killer whale wave power. Uh, Rocksteady gets serpent armor and the metallical snaker power. And then Shredder gets a white tiger armor with a tiger break power. The good guys make it to the roof, but they're severely overpowered by Metal Bebop, Metal Rocksteady, and Metal Shredder. Crane gets the mirror, but it's quickly stolen by Hattori and given to the turtles, who then get their own armor with the other four mutastones. So Mikey gets be- beetle armor and the beef-betonic power, 
Raphael gets Phoenix Armor and the Phoenix Bomber Power. Donatello gets Lion Armor and the Lion-o- the Leo Magnado Power. And then Leo gets Dragon Armor and the Thundra Tonic Buster Power. Whew, tongue twisters. So, uh, in case you didn't know, these armors only last six minutes, so the bad guys are now at a severe disadvantage since they summoned their armors first. Uh, a big, br- big fight breaks out, but then the bad guys' armors time out and pop off of them, and they retreat to Dimension X with their three evil Mutastones. Uh, that ghost laughs at them, then disappears, and it turns out the Shinobi Fortress is actually pretty brittle and comes falling down as the credits roll. The end. Whew! Well done. Well done. Well done. What a man! What a fever dream of episodes. But you know, it's not necessarily the worst thing. Uh, you know, sometimes fever dreams can be fun, and uh, sometimes metaphors are stretched too thin. <laughs> All right, let's He's... get into it. Hey, nice junk. All right, so this first part, um, and I think Cody, you found this as well, but there's a there's a three part manga that leads up to this episode, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's interesting because you do the like, and when I watched the episode, I messaged like the guys right away, like if I was a crazy person, because it feels very much like you missed something. Um, cause you start like right in the, almost right in the middle of a story. Like the, like the intro is like, here's all this stuff that happened and you feel like, oh, that's gotta be an episode before that. But apparently no. And it, I guess if we're going with the OVA thing, I don't know the timeline, but did this happen first? And then they went back and did like a manga to explain it or it just seems really strange that they wouldn't have just made a like filmed the intro stuff i guess i don't know exactly what's gone there but there is like a three-part manga series that does it's basically that intro so it's definitely worth reading yeah maybe maybe we'll just end up covering that here in a couple weeks (laughs) (laughs) it's really really good i I read the first two parts i I know i've read the third one um but yeah it's it's really really cool and it goes through I mean, yeah, all the stuff that's in the beginning, plus there's, like, Splinter gets infected by, like, a vampire from the inside is, like, yeah. the second part. But they even, they even mention in that, uh, in the first chapter that their last fight with the Shredder, they, like, ruined his armor, which is why he has different armor in this uh, video and the manga as well. Yeah, they're surprisingly um, thorough in, like, <laughs> explaining the little things. I know, especially because this was as far as I can tell, just made to promote toys like those super mutant toys. Like those were toys you could buy and yeah. save for those metal mutant ones. That's They're strangely the... like dead on. Like of, I would say of any of the toys made in the show, these ones are like, they're like one to one. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts. Like how spot on they are. I don't know if that's cause, and it's still playmates doing it. So I don't know if they just, they really gelled with the, the anime style or what, but these are, just one to one, yeah. That's actually where I got all the like armor names from because I, I was like, twice. Yeah, I was like, what is Mikey wearing? It's, it's beetle armor. <laughs> Donatello's, I think it's a, a griffin, but it is called lion armor. So, um, let's see. Yeah, I had also... one of the super mutant toys as a kid. I had Leo, oh, nice because then they like they look like regular turtles and then they like bust open or something. 
well there's different versions like i did like specifically like the the tall like the four that turn into like the saint one so i had the leo version of just leo so it's just like a big anime turtle man it's awesome but they did sell those in the united states then yes it was kind of like the the tail end of it so they weren't um and obviously like none of the kids ever saw the anime so they didn't have like that hook like oh i saw the show now i got to get the toys um so it's the kind of thing where and i don't know how rare they are i looked on ebay for some of them like some of these figures from these episodes it was like 200 bucks a pop so yeah good luck with that um if you want like in box or whatever so they're the kind of toys that happened at the tail end of the show obviously if not at the end of the show the end of turtle mania yeah, so like 95 releases so yeah so like towards the end. I, I had one i didn't know the context at all and i never got more because probably i guess by the time i would have wanted more they weren't on shelves anymore yeah definitely but like, they did sell them in the u.s yeah very much power rangers inspired <laughs> for sure um, well, what's the japanese power rangers that like power rangers is based off of oh. saints Bayo? Super Sentai? Yeah, Super, Super Sentai. Sentai. Yeah, there we yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Whoo! Don't know what OVA is, but I know that. I got a little nerd cred. <laughs> uh, April still works for Channel 6, uh, and we get a, a cameo from the Punk Frogs in this episode as well. Yeah. Three of them, like, at least. They're just, like, chilling in the <laughs> water. There's a lot of beach involved in this. Like, there's... The yeah. turtles go to the beach more than I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that uh, if you want to try and slot this in as Canada, the 87 series, it's got to be just after season six, right? Yes. You know, before Red Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Because eight was Red Sky, right? Eight, nine, ten? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never mind. It'd be just after season seven. You're right. Yeah. 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 Because you have to, and you have to have Shredder and Krang around. Mm -hmm. Was the Technodrome in Dimension X? I guess that also factors into it. Yeah, I feel like it well, was on Earth. Well, it's on right, Earth. It was in Antarctica during season seven. Yeah. Oh, but you're saying it's on Earth during these episodes? Yeah, because that's where Crane comes from. That's true. It yeah. might be under the it's... Earth. This might be like season two stuff. Yeah. He just found a way to make it operational. Yeah. No, wait. Season three, right? Because it wasn't season two. At the end of season one, they sent it to Dimension X. That's right. In season season two, two, it comes back and it goes. Season three is underground. <laughs> yeah, season three, it's underground. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the only thing that really changes in the in the status quo from season to season. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Part two. Uh, the coming of the Guardian Beast. The middle turtle appears. So Hattori Hanzo is mentioned, and uh, he's actually a real historic figure of Japan. He's like the oh. ninja. And that's why there's so many characters in games that are ninja characters named Hanzo. Or Hattori. Huh. Or Hat- yeah, I knew or for Hattori. some reason that name rung a bell, but I didn't know why. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's been a Hattori... Isn't that the, the Gosai clan guy in Mirage? The guy who has like all the memories of his past? Isn't that Hattori? His name might be Hattori. I don't know. If so, they gave him his last name because, you know, it's last name, first name in, in right. Japanese. But uh, it could be that they named him Hattori Gosai. I, I can't remember. But yeah, that's what they're, that's what they're hearkening back to is, is the actual ninja. That's pretty I wouldn't, awesome. 
Yeah, I wouldn't know that if I wasn't playing Samurai Showdown and was just like, Hattori Hanzo, I need to learn more about like this character. And then all of a sudden, a real, like a Wikipedia of a real person comes up. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And wasn't it like ninjas back in the day were like reviled because they were just like contract killers? Isn't that the actual ninja lore? Yes. I want to say that if you read what is ninja... In, in Ninja Turtles comics, is the only thing that can maybe give you an actually semi-educational perspective of what a ninja was supposed to be, but I haven't looked that deep into it, so I don't know. Definitely not a uh, not a source of good information on ninjas. Yeah, my understanding I just know Hattori Hanzo was real. <laughs> my understanding was they're very, like, like, they would have, a, like, a day job, even. Like, they'd be farmers, and then if you needed to you know, put a hit out on someone, you'd be like, hey, that farmer's a ninja. We'll hire him to kill someone, you know? Um, that makes sense. I mean, like your ninja work is going to be more successful at night, naturally. <laughs> yeah, that's my understanding. I haven't done a lot of research though, so pretty neat. Yeah. Um. Oh. Very Leo summoning dragon armor. I was like, this is very two thousand three. Uh, yeah. Season five, you know, <laughs> and becoming yeah. a dragon. Also, it seemed like they were setting up like a whole series or maybe, I don't know if it's going to be a whole manga or whatever, just with at the end of the second episode, because not all of the Mutastones are like back in the back of the mirror or something like that. And they like make some comment about. Yeah, it was like a new one or. Yeah. 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 They definitely leave it open for more. But yeah, as far as I know, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. Yeah. Weird that like these two episodes end a manga that no one has ever read and then start a show that never started. Yeah. Like it's trying to pull a lot of stuff real quick. I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe they did it too late because I don't know what turtle mania was like in Japan, but certainly, you know, if we're talking mid nineties, I I can't imagine anything would have gotten approved unless it was like a raging success. So maybe they just had hopes and it was just over. I remember at one point, I think it was Donatello's Bad Day was mentioned as like the last episode that aired in Japan. And the next day it was like Neon Genesis Evangelion was what it was replaced with. But I don't know like the timeline of that. Like how late was it in Japan versus when it aired here? Yeah. And in Japan, probably like I'm sure competition is stiff because they have so much to go off of. And yeah, like, of course, like anime is like super popular. So if you don't cut it, you're through. Right. Well, not to mention it's, you know, more tapered to their culture and their, yeah, you know, their language as well. You know, you don't have dubs that say weird things or subs that say weird <laughs> things, you know, as many. I would, I would love uh, to know like the actual, like, a, cause I don't, I don't imagine this translation is entirely accurate. So I would love to know like a, a faithful translation that does it like adequately what they're actually saying. If it's this version, like they're really, they're really going for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. strong language. Um, Shredder looks different in this episode than last episode. That's all I got. All right. We are good to move on to anchovies then. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. 
no anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call legend law. Uh, yeah, this this first part with the superhuman turtles, I we've already touched on my one big anchovy, which is how did Splinter get to Krang's base so easily? Yeah, that, like he's it. he's literally just there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, I, the next scene. And I thought he was in space as well. So when Splinter jumped into the sewer and then was in space, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Because every time I assumed every time they show like the crystal, I was like, oh, space. They're showing the space shuttle all the time, so you're like, "Yup, it's space." Space, yeah. And like, yeah. Krang is in like a. To me, he's in like a like a dark bluish dark room, and I'm like, "That's a space color." He's in space. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My big anchovy, and I surprisingly don't have a lot, because um, spoilers. I kind of love this. Um, My big anchovy, though, is they they make a big thing of like. You know, once you do your transformation, it lasts three minutes. Yes. Um, either time, either they're like cinematically, they're they're stretching out three minutes for the whole episode, so we really get all the action, which could be, you know, that's that could be very anime, or they forgot about that, and it it's absolutely not a thing because they only utilize it in very specific instances where it's like the timing with the villains is off. Otherwise, they're transformed forever. Yeah, I mean. How long does it take to flood New York up to like 24 <laughs> stories? Like I would um, think more than three minutes, <laughs> roughly 30 seconds. It seems like, cause it's yeah. flooded for the majority of the time long enough for like multiple enemies to give monologues and stuff. Yeah. It's there's a, and there's a lot of time limit stuff too. Like they can only be turtle saint for like a hundred seconds, but they spend, yeah, the that one's like, even more specific. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> especially because they spend the first 75 seconds explaining what turtle saint is and all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, and doesn't splinter like remind them like, maybe I'm imagining this, but at some point, like it shows like a clock to show that like the, the times ran out. Yeah, he's like that... astral projects and is like, you guys only have like 15 <laughs> yeah. seconds left. Like yeah. fooling around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's holding up a weird like ball clock thing. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, that's kind of my biggest thing in general with both these two episodes uh, that I would say is just kind of a bit of a flaw. And it, sometimes I just feel so exposition heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so much explaining things like all the time. Uh, and, and like that's sometimes that needs to be done. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when your story is mostly just explaining why things are the way they are in the story, you have more of that than you do actual story. <laughs> yeah. It's and true. I guess some of that comes from the fact that I didn't even know there was a manga that existed. So when I suddenly started this series with it just summarizing everything that's happened in a manga I didn't even know existed or read, I was like, wait, why did we just skip that story? Like, why, why, why aren't we telling that? Why, yeah. why are we jumping here? <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of refreshing, was... though, to just be like, oh, we're only watching the last episode. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. kind of nice. It's like both ways, because like for one, like you have that feeling of like, what did I miss? Which always sucks. It feels like you went to like the bathroom during a movie and came back and you're like, I was gone for 30 seconds, but somehow yeah. I missed scenes and scenes. Yeah, and so just you have in time feeling... to learn that Darth Vader is the father. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, man. Some people... <laughs> Look, dude, someone someone out there might listen to podcasts and yet still be under a rock and not have right. ever learned that, ever. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So you have that, but then you're right. It is nice to like just jump straight into the action. So before you know it, they're like on the street. So it's not like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw DBZ out here because that's 
the biggest culprit where it just takes ages for anything to happen. It's nice that it's like they're doing it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. An extra five minutes would it have killed him? To do like a, a better intro? Come on. I do like that they mentioned that uh, like the neutrinos have this underground city, which is cool that they're referencing the neutrinos, but like they're from Dimension X. How do they have an underground city on Earth? They yeah, that... me off. But they they were an ancient people on Earth before they left. You know, they were they were here. You know, when the dinosaurs were roaming the Earth. See, we... an extra five minutes would have, would have solved that. Yeah, we love some ancient aliens. Oh yeah, big hair. Hell yeah. My my only other anchovy is that Crane's voice is annoying. You know, that's about. Oh it. yeah, it's. Oh my goodness, Crane is. I found it hilarious personally because it's so. Maybe I don't know. It kind of have. Do you historically watch like much anime or? Uh, I do. Yeah, like not not. I don't know. I would say I watch a moderate amount. I watch a weird amount of anime because I feel like you're either really into anime and you watch a ton of anime. So you're either you a weeb or. Yeah, yeah. Or you hate it. And I'm I'm somewhere in the middle, you know. Like I'll, I'll occasionally watch a, a good anime, and be like, oh, it's pretty good, and then I won't watch mm-hmm. anime for a while. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way mostly, but I do think Krang Krang's voice is essentially like Majin Buu to like the extreme. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing where if you like it, it's great. But if you don't like it, who boy, you're in for a real treat. Because <laughs> yeah, especially in the next episode where like a big plot point is. His voice is terrible, <laughs> and they yeah. just, like the uh, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady only agree to do something to get him to shut up from his whining. Yeah, yeah. All right, are we ready to move on to that episode? Yeah, let's talk about I love being yeah. a turtle. Sorry, I meant the the armor one. Oh, the armor one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought we were already talking about that. Yeah, let's talk about I'm the armor sorry. one still. <laughs> because I got to complain about the ghost. What the heck was that about? <laughs> Yeah, the ghost. I mean, the ghost is fun, but they never, they never explain it. They never go into it. He's kind is of that... just like a jerk. Yeah, and then he just disappears at the end. It's like, why are yeah, you it, even around, man? It, it's that like random absurdist humor. It's I don't know. I I I love Gintama. I think it's a hilarious anime. I love watching Gintama. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Gintama to me, especially like that weird absurdist like this ghost is here thing and he just pops up out of nowhere. They're just like, Oh yeah, he haunts this place. And he's just like pointing at things and laughing. And I guess he's just like Shredder a prankster. Yeah. It's just, you know, this ghost, I guess that's haunting the place out of spite because he was trapped in a mirror, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it's random, but because it's random, it's funny. I don't know. Maybe it's just a Gen Z thing. You know, Maybe. youth, the youth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This Things definitely felt like the like the weaker of the two, and I I think maybe that's why I've never really seen anyone talk about it. Like I've I've definitely heard of the f- the first part with the saint and the super mutations and everything, but I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, there's a second part. I've never seen anyone mention the like dragon armor, beetle armor stuff. Like never once seen anything about that until I watched this show. Uh, I actually like the second episode more personally, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Speaking of things you love. Yeah, speaking of things I love, I love being a turtle. I love being a turtle. The great crisis of the super turtles. The saint appears. 
I love so, it, man. Yeah, I, I like this kind of humor. Yeah, I'm going like to come out and idea. say, I think this is my favorite version of the 87 Turtles, bar none. Hmm. I, I, I don't know, I, I kind of agree with you, because somehow I think when it just, like, leans more into, like, how stupid it, it is, that it almost becomes, like, a parody of itself. Yeah, like, it, it, it transforms, because, <laughs> like, in the, in the normal cartoon show... Like sometimes the jokes are just it's just like too cornball, you know, because it almost it's like cornball, but in like a slow, serious way. This one's so like, like it's just like a mile a minute. It's so wacky that I just I think it it suits the turtles really, really well. Mm-hmm. Though part of it is also, and again, this is where I, I wonder like how much is this like they added it in translation. Though you can see like in the tone of the voice acting, clearly they're taking that kind of rougher, more like. Uh, giving each other, I, I can't think of the word, but you know, like harassing each other tone. But like the language they use is so extreme, that's also more hilarious. So it's kind of juxtaposed where you have like these ridiculous voices and ridiculous situations, and they're like really laying into each other. And so it just, it really, really works for me. Yeah, because yeah, there's like that married couple dynamic between like Shredder and and Krang, like that old married couple thing kind of going on. But like in this, it cranks it up to a 10. Like it cranks so many of those things up that like, you know, you're kind of like, ha ha ha, you know, like that's kind of funny. Uh, you know, when you watch the 87 series and it takes those things and like cranks them up to an 11. <laughs> yeah, I think it works really well because it also like, it makes Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady much more of a team because they're less rude to each other than Krang is to all of them. So they kind of have like a natural... Like, the hierarchies, like, Krang is the biggest jerk, Shredder's a huge jerk, but he's less of a jerk to Bebop and Rocksteady than Krang is. So there's kind of, like, a natural bond that also really comes through. Uh-huh. Which I just, I don't know. I, I find that hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do love just the over-the-topness of, of how the villains bicker and, and the way it's animated, you know, with Shredder's eyes, like, getting, like, huge and, you know, it's just very, very expressive. Uh, and it makes the jokes land harder than, than they normally do. For sure. And I think Shredder has a great design. It's it's so Mega Man. I love it. It is. It, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but yeah. <laughs> I, I actually like the, the astronaut comic relief of like NASA and God, just, just, I don't know, talking about forgetting his glasses and just this running joke that's like going on during the whole episode. That's it's very so good. <laughs> it's very Gintama, you know. <laughs> oh I love, man! Oh, too. At one point, he's like, "I did find your glasses on your nightstand," and the guy in the the astronaut's like, "Those are my spares. I have the <laughs> the originals <laughs> up here." It, through the entire episode that goes on, it's hilarious. It, it's oh, funny. Man. No, like if you if you thought this was funny at all, watch Gintama. Like, okay. Yeah, I definitely have to because I was genuinely enjoying this, and I was laugh, I was cracking up like the whole way through. Like one of the most enjoyable turtle experiences I've had for quite a time. It was really good. I don't know that it would have like taken off on its own, or I think so. Part of the charm is that it's only the one episode, right? Yeah, you it's know. like it's you know you have an hour. Yeah, yeah that, that is true. Like if yeah. if someone was like, this is the Ninja Turtles series. Maybe I wouldn't like it so much. And that is yeah. what I love about it. one of my other notes is that just the general novelty 
of like it being turned into an anime uh yeah. is is fun. Yeah, I'm I'm real curious to learn more about the Ninja Turtles in Japan because what I've seen so far has been really good. Um one of my favorite bits though was the foot soldiers on vacation. Yeah, they're, they're doing like, like they're grilling it up. <laughs> they all have Hawaiian shirts on and then they get hit with a typhoon and they're like, We're blasting off again. Yeah, that, that team rocket reference. Yeah. Which, Which I, I don't guess... know if Pokemon was out at the time, was it? Yeah, you're getting to like a real weird time because we said this was like 95? 96. 96? Was it Pokemon 95? Well, like in the US, but maybe it was like before that in Japan because it takes time to like bring it over. I don't know. Yeah. Let me see. Pokemon Wikipedia. And again, I don't know. Maybe like blasting off. Maybe that's like like a common meme there back then or. But I just thought straight Team Rocket because yeah, I did too. Um, so who knows? Maybe like Team, maybe Pokemon just told stole that and they get undue credit. Maybe yeah. I'm looking on Wikipedia. It says animated series ninety seven to present. So mm. a year after, and yeah, years uh, looks like ninety six is the first year listed at least on Wikipedia. So interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Even with how funny it is, though, like. Like Splinter has this uh this line about like learning an ancient swimming style, and it's clearly just like the broad stroke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even with that, like there's this sweet part. Like Splinter's awesome in this. He like he fights Krang, uh, and there's this part where he like just totally tanks this energy blast from Shredder, and then like grabs onto the helicopter. Like there's good action along with this really great comedy in this this first part here. Yeah, and the animation is done really well. Like it's very. Um, yeah, like it's definitely like I feel like that time frame, especially like animation, like anime was even just so so much better. I'm, I'm, it makes me feel old, but I feel like generally pound for pound, it's better than it is today. <laughs> Less computer. I don't, I don't know. Right? I I don't know, man. There's there's some pretty good animated Jujutsu Kaisen's good. I haven't. I haven't Hero checked Academia that out. Hero is good. I've been tempted to. Is it worth getting when I go to Target and I see like the the manga volumes? Am I crazy to want to get one, or is it gonna is it gonna pay off? Uh, for which series? Either. I've seen the My Hero Academia, one of the movies, mm-hmm. but I've heard because Jujutsu Kaisen that's that just got a second season, right? Yeah. No, the manga seems like it's way ahead. I haven't. I. I... I'm more of an anime watcher than I am a manga reader. A watcher, hmm. yeah. But the Shonen Jump app, anything that's a Shonen, true. Yeah, I have, I have like, that too. Yeah, it's only like two bucks a month. You can read. Yeah, that hmm. they have an insane catalog. Like that's, like I thought Comicsology was a good deal, but Shonen Jump puts that to shame. Like you can, yeah. I once I I failed and I gave up, but I was trying to like get go through One Piece, and you can read like all of it. Have you seen yeah. that that book they put out that's like all of One Piece? And it's all one book. It's like three feet long. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no way that's not falling apart. No, no, oh, God, no. Could you imagine trying to read that? It's three foot tall. <laughs> how, would, how would you read it? You would need like a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're ready for. I can never remember the name of the second part. It is the coming of the guardian beasts. The metal turtles appear. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Epic subtitles just for like a a 30 minute 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, I love in this episode that, like, so Splinter's been summoned to help this clan, and he unrolls the scroll that is the message that he receives, and it's just <laughs> help in all caps. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, it's written like in like, like their brush strokes, but it's yeah. just English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, there's also, in, in the, during the summary, they just call the turtles the Turtles of Justice. And I just like that name for him. It just struck me as funny. Uh, it's very over the top, but at the yeah. same time, what a cool name! <laughs> yeah, the Turtles of Justice. I also, I also like their metal transformations. Uh, I don't know. It's just fun. Once yeah, again, I think it's cool. The novelty of all of it, because the, they also get like they get their like they because they get like gifted the ninja armor, so they get like cool little like default armor to wear, and yeah. then. They get the cool armor, armor. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's fun. They have like different too. animals. Yeah, yeah. The toys. I was looking at the toys again. Like, I guess this is the one instance where they're they're being so expensive. Kind of saves me because I was like, I'd love to pick some of these up, and it's like, nope, those are super expensive. I, I guess I'd have to find them, like try to get them loose or something. But yeah. yeah. And everything involving, like, involving that fortress that just rises up out of the ground. Like, they start climbing up the side of the building, and they're, like, halfway up it, and the turtles are like, wait, there's stairs inside this fortress, right? <laughs> and, like, that's, that's and, right. <laughs> yeah, and the leader of the ninjas is just like, uh, yeah, and he's, like, really embarrassed, and he's like, well, uh, you guys go ahead and take the stairs, but we're gonna, you know, climb the side of the building. <laughs> like... You know, sticks with climbing the side of the building, and the Ninja Turtles start running up the stairs. And then when they're on their way, Krang just pops in out of nowhere, and he's just like, "I was bored in the Technodrome because there was nothing to do, so I decided to come here." Yeah, and yeah just jumps into just the like... story. I think is it, um, Spencer? You were talking before, like, like an extreme form of Baka. Was it? There's a point, and I think it was this because, like, the the climbing the elevator. Some somebody like calls the ninja guy a dumb shit i think yeah multiple times like yeah like dumb shit what a dumb shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's, is yeah. it's hilarious is it like a bird that's flying by that does it or yeah. something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> once again very very gintama and if you only watch one episode of gintama all right i i've now i've now figured out the one that got me hooked and i thought was the funniest thing in the world episode one of season six, I believe. It's the one that came out in 2015. The episode is called You Can Never Pause at the Perfect Time. All right. Okay. I'm writing it down. You Can Never Pause at the Perfect Time, episode one. And I think if it's in seasons, it'll be season six. Okay. Yeah. Because if it's anything like this, um, I'm going to love it too. Because the humor in these episodes really got me consistently. Yeah. Oh, maybe. So I do think. <laughs> like. It, is Gintama as did they use as like strong language or because uh, part of it is, is like some... the over the top language just makes it funnier because I guess yes. I'm just a child. There, there is some in the later seasons, so it's a show that, as far as I can tell, kind of grows up with the audience. So you watch earlier seasons and it's a little bit more tame. It's still hilarious. It's a little tame though, and then like 2015 hits, you know, like the episode I'm talking about, and there's a bit more crude humor, uh, you know, j jokes that are a bit more aimed at adults, and some stronger language. Uh, if you watch the early seasons, though, those were coming out, I guess, in, like, 2006 or 7. Um, watch, watch the sub for those, but the dub is just fine. Uh, 
once you get to like season, you know, the seasons that are started in 2015 that I'm talking about, which is either six or seven. I don't know. They started giving the different seasons just entirely different subtitles instead of just a number uh, after four, apparently. But, That's always uh, fun to try and track down. But the voice acting is much better. And, and so is just the dubbing, you know, around two, 2015. Because, you know, as, as everyone that knows, dubbing used to suck. But then it got better. Anyone yeah, who watched that? Do you do you prefer dubs or subs? I prefer dubs if the dub is good. Uh, that's true. You know, so that's kind of the thing is, if the dub is good, I I like it. You know, so pretty much if it was made around you know 2015, maybe 2010 isn't bad. Uh, but generally before that, especially if it's like the 90s, it's probably better to watch the sub. But even then. Sometimes I just don't want to read subtitles and I want to actually yeah. be able to watch what's going on on screen. That's yeah, the one downside is yeah. you can't you can't not pay attention. Like you have to. Like you can't I like like when you're hearing something like you can look off or whatever and you're still hearing the dialogue, but when you're reading subs like your eyes have to be glued to that all the time. Yeah, but you know if you're like watching Dragon Ball, right? And part of the reason why you're watching this is to see people like screaming and punching, right? Uh you know, you're stuck watching subtitles and you can't see most of the punching. Uh, and I want to see the punching, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It was something else that I liked is uh, the excitement of seeing real ninjas. You know, so they they run oh, yeah. into these, these you know, ninjas in Japan and they're like, whoa, real ninjas. Or, you know, they come in to save the turtles as Bebop and Rocksteady are firing lasers at them. And like Bebop and Rocksteady are like, oh, no. Real ninjas. Yeah, they're they're gonna like throwing star all the time. They throw a whole ton of throwing stars at him. (laughs) I I do like like when Shredder realizes he's in Japan and he's overcome with nostalgia. That was a beautiful and hilarious moment. (laughs) Yeah, he's just so happy to be back home. (laughs) I really like the part. uh, It's right at the end when the the bad guy's armor times like times out. And it literally just like pops off of them and floats in front of them. It it caught me so off guard. I was laughing. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. My other thing is I like how Shredder always calls Krang a stupid octopus. <laughs> yes. Throughout the whole point, thing. Yeah, at one point he threatens to like chop him up and fry him and eat him or something like that as well. <laughs> so good. I love the dynamic between between Kring and Shredder it's it's just that's why it's for me like I don't know may, and maybe it would get old for a whole season or whatnot and so maybe it's just like the short burst of it but to me almost immediately it's like my favorite iteration of the 87 tur- turtles and I, I'd, I'd be willing to watch a whole series just to see what what they would have done with it I feel like this has gotten a bad rap over the like, like I remember hearing about this like ten, fifteen years ago, and just like how weird and stupid it was. But like, uh, I can't. It, it's like it's I amazing. Mean, I love it. You know, we we've all had our problems with certain like kinds of turtles fans. So I don't know how they'd feel about it. But yeah, I just I can't imagine anybody watching this and not having a good time. Yeah, I mean, it it is weird and it is stupid, and that's why it's so funny. Right, uh, that's part yeah. of why it's so good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because for me, like it, it also like um. I don't know. It feels fitting because, like, it hits that kind of like that they're they're just like you know the the turtles are teenagers and they're goofballs and so it, like it rings authentic to that, and also more of like you know 
Shredder and Krang are just numbskulls. And so they're always like angry at themselves for being numbskulls. So just all this like misplaced anger. So I, don't know, I think it highlights everything in a really good way. Good stuff. Good call adding this at the last second there, Spencer. I appreciate yeah, it. I'm, I'm glad I sat down and watched these. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, highly recommended if nobody's checked them out. This is, it's a must, I would call it a must watch. And, and they're nowhere to be found to purchase, as far as I can tell. So YouTube or whatever you use away, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of weird. You'd think, I don't know, over time they would have like licensed it out, but I don't know, maybe the rights issues are even more of a nightmare. Who knows? I, I like, wish. Doesn't it mention, like, like it, it talks about like Fred Wolf, right? It, yeah, it does say, I think, Mirage Studios and Fred Wolf in, in the credits. So, yeah, maybe it's like an absolute licensing nightmare because you have like multiple people licensing from them to license back. And Yeah, I, I would love like an official you know, release of this, you know, with something that isn't like fan translated subtitles. See, uh, that's the interesting thing though. This this happens a lot with like old um SNES games, you know, where they were fan translated and then they put out the official one. And then then you have that dichotomy where people are like, oh, this isn't what I remember and because it was it was never going to be because like the fans did it. So it's not it's not yeah. choices a, a legitimate company would ever make. So I I I, I would love the comparison though. Yeah, well, and even even if we could get a dub, like, Ooh. if we could get if we could get a dub, I would be pretty happy. Especially if they could get everyone that they could possibly get back from the '87 series to voice them. Oh I man, the like original wild. that would be crazy. Like, <laughs> and if they you know went what? like, just you just read we... read the text on this one and just go for. It. I want to see like <laughs> yeah. these characters calling each other like dumb shits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's dub this as a let's dub this as a podcast. We should dub it as a podcast, you know. Ooh. I was gonna say we should do it ourselves, hundred percent. But could you ourselves. imagine? Could you imagine Pat Fraley doing that crane scream though? That'd be amazing. Oh my god! Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You had to save up for that one. I did. Uh, you have to take a deep <laughs> breath. You have to really <laughs> tighten those vocal cords. Right. You have to pull your chi together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun uh, stuff. Good stuff. Are we ready to move on to the news? Yeah. Yeah. Mike said he wanted us to let him know. Um, I got it. It's it's kind of sad that Mike wasn't here for this because he was he was big on these. Yeah. I mean. What is, what is NECA doing not releasing figures for oh, uh, man. Could you imagine for, for oh these? They they really should. Full articulation for <laughs> for like the, the man looking ones. <laughs> oh or gosh. Even, the, even just the these versions were were pretty great. So yeah, like these days they could really I mean I assume at this point, again, probably because of the rights, maybe. Maybe one of like the third party companies who are making unlicensed stuff could go and yeah. you know, five K toys. Get your people onto it. <laughs> Even if you could just make me like the armors that would go over my existing NECA figures, that'd be great. Oh, that would be super rad. This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. So, guess what? Mike was able to make it for the news, everyone. I, hey, I'm here. Yay. You know, I missed the 
thing I wanted to talk about tonight, but I got here oh. just in time for the news. So, well, well just real quick, what, what what was just a few things? What were your thoughts and opinions on those anime episodes? Oh, just everyone should watch it. It's it's so wacky, stupid, and insane. Like it's one of those things that you just have to you have to experience it. Like yeah, I'm sure you guys like did a fantastic like recap of it, but words cannot do it justice. It is so <laughs> out there. Uh, it's I I think like if, if you're a Turtles fan and you just want to experience everything, you know we've covered Mirage before. We've done IDW. We've done the '87 show. Watch the Turtles OVAs. So you heard that's, it here, folks. That's my that's my recap there. Um, but not only did I make it to the news tonight, uh, I was able to actually go to Comic Con like we talked last week. So I made it just in time for the IDW Future of uh, TMNT panel. Got off the train uh, at 10 a.m., ran straight to the convention center, got in there, got caught the end of Stan Sakai's panel, which was neat, uh, but got right in there for IDW. Um, so uh, I don't know if you followed uh, us on Twitter and Facebook, but I was able to uh, post immediately the brand new news that we're getting a brand new spinoff uh, the first uh, new spinoff coming off of the Armageddon game, The Untold Destiny of the Foot Clan. Um, this is going to be a brand new book written by Eric Burnham and uh, with art by Mateus Santoloco. Um, in the vein that this is kind of a spiritual sequel to The Untold History of the Foot Clan. This is specifically going to be talking about um, where Karai is going to be taking the Foot Clan moving forward and with that little gang that she built during the alliance uh books from the armageddon game so this is going to have casey as a foot clan member uh zadi and krista are going to be there um as well as natsu and tashihiro and you know good old clyde the punk frog only one punk frog though not all of them not all of them uh apparently joined uh the ranks of the foot clan according to eric burnham uh, but so this is going to be uh, discussing or this is going to be a story about uh, Karai, Karai taking the next step for the Foot Clan and creating that new future. This is the untold destiny. This is the first time the Foot Clan has, hasn't been with, you know, a historic leader like the Shredder in forever and without Kitsune's guidance. So the, the future is literally unwritten for the Foot Clan. Um, a very cool Easter egg that Eric Burnham, when I got to talk to him at Comic-Con, let me know was that uh, the mysterious new rivals um, are a throwback to an old uh, deep cut clan. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, uh, but that is the Dogstar clan from the old Archie comics. So they found a way to finally work that oh, rival boy. ninja clan in. Nice. That was a Chiang Khan's clan, I believe. Yeah. Are those in the episodes that are those in the issues, I mean, that were uh, cut from They might be. The I think uh I think April O'Neil's miniseries, they were the main enemy of that. Okay, um, so those aren't in the collections either. Right. I think they might have appeared because it was Chiang Khan's gang, so they would have appeared the same time Ninjara did, I think. 
So I they could, were able I could to... be wrong about that. They, he might oh. not have been part of that gang at that time. So, Well, they worked them in now, so they're finally joining the IDW continuity. Uh, the next huge reveal was uh, Saturday Morning Adventures is continuing. There's going to be a Halloween special, uh, which is, looks like a ton of fun. Creepy Eddie is coming back from the 87 show to star in the Halloween special. Uh, also, our good friend of the show, Sarah Meyer, is doing uh, the main art on a few issues. I got to look at uh, the unfinished uh, art. Um, they showed that at the panel. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Sarah. Um, and the big, big reveal uh, that everybody was there for, um, which, by the way, this was a stacked panel. I didn't even like talk about who was there. Uh, it was moderated by Charles Beecham, one of the editors at IDW. Um, it was uh, Kevin Eastman, Tom Waltz, Eric Burnham, uh, Ben Bishop, uh, Farrow Pay, who is a lovely, lovely guy, uh, Mateus Santoloco, and the Escorza brothers, who uh, don't speak a lick of English, but were happy to be there. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but somebody was, somebody was able to translate for them. Uh, and uh, one of the cool like, tidbits when they were talking about working on the first Last Ronin book um, was uh how kevin and uh kevin and these scores like kevin doesn't speak spanish and these scores don't speak english uh so they kind of worked together by just drawing pictures to each other <laughs> oh, wow. um to kind of interpret what they were talking about so i thought that i thought that was a really cute tidbit um but that led up to the big reveal of the last ronin 2 so we are finally getting the second chapter of the last ronin story uh it's called re evolution and this is very specifically taking place after the lost years uh if you've been reading the lost years every issue takes place about three years later um so the new generation of the turtles have been growing up and re-evolution is going to be now taking place as with them as adults living in this new world that there's a huge power vacuum in uh now that hiroko um, Hiroto Oroko is dead. Uh, you know, it's going to be different clans and different um, villains fill, trying to fill that void. And the new turtles are going to have to step up to uh, protect New York. Um, so that was that was a fantastic reveal. So we kind of got a city at war, like 2003 yeah. city at war kind of thing going on. Kind of, yeah. Um. One of the questions that came up was, uh, are they going to address the... I think this is a question that we had, too, when we first read The Last Ronin, was, is it ethical for Casey Marie to have created this new generation of turtles in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, and Tom did say that the book is going to be designed... Uh, th that is a question that they are going to try and address in the book. Th that is on their mind. So uh, that's a that's a really cool angle I, I want to see uh, taken because like it when you think about it it is kind of messed up that you know she created these cursed creatures you know to live to live in the shadows you know like where the first turtles were created by accidents these ones were created purposefully yeah and Casey is kind of responsible for them she has to she has to be the one to give them that purpose because she created them so. Uh, I'm really excited to see the, where they take the direction of the book. Uh, that should be later this year, I believe. I believe December uh, for that book. Um, 
Tom also kind of mentioned that uh, he has seen the last Ronin game. Um, oh. and he is, at least he has seen some parts of it, and we could probably expect to see some news about it pretty soon. Hmm. Um, so that would be, that's going to be really cool. Uh, then during the Q&A section, I got to, uh, I hopped in line. Uh, and thank you, Cody, for the fantastic, uh, fantastic joke. And uh, who asked the question? I cannot remember which one of you guys gave me the question. I mean, we very much like workshopped it. I know. I know all three of us were, or all four of us workshopped it. Um, but so I got up there, and one of the burning questions that we had when we finished the Armageddon game read through was, where was, like, what was the road trip for? <laughs> Uh, Seymour and uh, Mondo and everybody. I, uh, I want to know, but yeah. Uh, and uh, the question, you know, the way we asked it, it got a bunch of laughs. Uh, and uh, Tom, Tom Waltz kind of appreciated the joke and, but kind of hinted that uh, we may see some kind of story for that soon. Um, yes. So he, he talked about how it might be a, uh, kind of a fear and loathing uh, type story for them. It may, may not be an actual issue, but, it, but it's a story that he wants to tell, which that sounds like so much fun. Yes. I, think- I, I, don't, I don't want an issue either. I want a like, five-part miniseries. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, I, love, I love fear and loathing. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be uh, Bebop and Rocksteady destroy everything or hit the road. Yeah, but but just but just the mutanimals. Yeah, traveling awesome. heroes. Did you I tweet the question out, Mike? Have we shared the question with the audience? I have not. So I'll I'll tweet the I'll tweet the question uh, out after we after we do this episode. Okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so the panel the panel was a ton of fun. IDW ran over and gave me one of the new best action. Uh, the SCCC exclusive IDW Turtles figures. You um, won Comic Con with your question. So I won Comic Con with that question. So, uh, but I thought, what a uh, fantastic opportunity! So I had already bought the figures. Uh, a friend of mine would pick them up for me from the loyal subjects, like the booth while I was at the panel. Uh, so now I had a double raff. Uh, so after the a panel, I ran raff. down. Yeah, a little, yeah, it was a little too rough in my in my swag bag there. Um, so I ran down to the I ran down to the loyal subjects booth because right after that, Mateus Santoloco was doing a signing, uh, and fantastic guy. Oh God, love him. Gonna try and get him on the show because um, But he said he'd earned a Ninja, Ninja Turtle Power Hour, so that was really nice. Um, he uh, so he signed all of my figures, and since I have a second one, uh, I think we should do a giveaway. Um, yeah. So, uh, start not this week, uh, but if you're listening this far into the episode, this is your uh, this is your cue to get ready. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have a secret code word somewhere in our episode next week, uh, where we will. Uh, say the code word, and the first person to email our email address uh, will win the prize. Uh, and it'll be—it's a signed um, best action figure. It's the Raphael one. Uh, it's signed and sketched by Mateus Santoloco. I have a picture of him doing it at the booth, so I can send that to you. So it's you know, so you know, it's perfectly legit. Um, and, and what is our email address? 
Uh, well, I'm hang on. So the rules real quick. Uh, I can only ship it to the continental U.S. So if you're in Alaska and Hawaii, I'm sorry. And, and uh, Puerto Rico, I'm sorry. I cannot ship it there for you. But if you're in the, 40, the lower 48, uh, let me know. Uh, or when you win, let us know your address and we can go ahead and get that shipped out to you. Um, the email address. I mean, we'll go over all the details again next week when we do the secret code word. Um, then email address ninja turtle power hour at gmail.com. Uh, the secret code word could be anywhere in the episode though. So it's the, it may not be in the news section next week. It will be somewhere in, uh, that episode. So if you're and, listening and to the we episode, don't promise, we don't promise to insert the peewee playhouse word of the day sounds or anything <laughs> like you gotta listen for it right i mean you gotta li- yeah you gotta listen to the entire episode to find the code word it's not gonna be hidden that like you're not gonna know well we'll let you know when the secret code like when we say the secret code word uh, but it could be anywhere in our episode so uh but yeah i thought that would be fun uh and this is the first uh giveaway of many that i have planned so there we go that is that was my San Diego Comic Con trip. It was a it was a really long day. Uh, after that panel, um, got to meet I got to meet Pixel Dan. Um, Ooh, didn't cool. get to talk didn't get to talk to him a whole lot. The show was ending or show show was closing for the day. He was actually the last person I got to see that night. Um, Neca hadn't put out any new figures uh, since Friday, which we'll talk about when we get to that toy section. Um, and the Mutant Mayhem panel, you know, was on Friday, which. Uh, we didn't get to talk about last week, did we? It was on Thursday, so we did get to talk about the 87 series. Yeah. So there we go. I'm, <laughs> it's been a whirlwind week. I just started a new job, so I'm like, I'm all over the place. But uh, yeah, that was the comic news this week. Sweet. One last little piece of comic book news is that the last Ronin, the Lost Years number five, is coming to a comic book store near you oh, on yeah. <laughs> August 2nd, the day after this episode comes out. Dang, that's, I feel like, I mean, I guess they've been on track pretty good with those issues, but if, I don't know, it feels like it's sooner than it should be or something. That's the end of it, right? Isn't it yeah, just a five-parter? That's, that's the final issue. Yeah, technically. I, it must just be because like of the last part. Really. Yeah, with the last day. Or lost day it, one, but it's so and so it is a little confusing too. Remember, like we talked about this back during WonderCon, um, Lost Years isn't the last Ronin chapter two. Like the last Ronin two Reevolution, that is chapter two of the last Ronin trilogy as as of right now. Like Lost Years is kind of the Rogue One. Yeah, it's so. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the last Ronin, the Lost Years. Number yeah. five, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. It's just weird because Last Run took like a year and a half to get five issues out, and Lost Years has been a solid five months, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They are regular sized issues, though. They're not, they're not the, true. the 40 yeah. pages. True. They yeah, are kind of true. like split. So it's like you have, um, you have the team doing like the, the Mikey flashbacks, and then like the team doing the, the yeah. new Turtles. And also to everyone out there that's just like, oh man, I don't, I don't really, you know, I don't want another generation of turtles or, or, or whatever your beef with it is with there being another one. Like, imagine if people just said like, oh no, I don't want Batman Beyond. It should just end with Batman. 
don't 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 do Batman Beyond. Like I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot of good stuff that's been continuations of things. Yeah, give it a chance. Also, if you don't like it, just don't read it. Like, yeah, that, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do. I do think they've done a a great job. Like I've loved seeing these new turtles, so I'm absolutely hooked on them. So I think they've knocked it out of the park. And Ben Bishop has done some amazing designs. Yeah, I think it looks really good. I haven't. I still haven't read it yet. I, I got to get uh, number five on the second. Seeing them like, grown up because now. As of Lost Day, they're 13 years old, so we're really we're really getting to it. So they'll be 16 in Lost Years Five, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm, so I've I've enjoyed what I've read so far of the Lost Years. Uh, I can't wait to read Revolution. All right. So next section of news: Who wants to take toys? Yeah. Let's <laughs> let let the let the too much new toys guy. Yeah. That's too much true. new toys. <laughs> so. In in toy news, um, I'm so lost with what is new, what is not. Um, but I believe we didn't talk about last time. Uh, NECA did. They dropped out a, a leather head in their display throughout the days. They like to put new stuff in each day. So we're getting, you know, a full-blown Mirage Comics leather head, which looks incredible. Um, yeah. It's very much a, like Dan Berger leather head. Like it's got the eye patch and everything. Yeah, it does have too. the eye patch. Yeah, yeah. I saw some. I saw some folks online. They were talking about like, "What's with the eye patch?" So yeah, they're going into you gotta it. Read, gotta read past issue one, <laughs> yeah. man. Gotta, gotta watch. Read, yeah, gotta read one. more than you issue gotta, one. Keep going. Yeah. Well, I mean, to to have read Leatherhead, you have to read Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But you have to read Leatherhead two, which isn't included in the IDW collection. Not IDW collection. The Ultimate Collection. It's included in the Classic series, and will likely uh-huh. be included in the Complete Compendium when that comes out. However, it isn't a part of the guest era because it did come out when people at Mirage were writing stories again, and Dan Berger was one of them. Or yeah, it was the, the start of that, if I remember right. Like, that was the start of them coming back to Mirage. But... Yeah, it was either that one or Masks was the mm. first. Yeah, one of the, the first one. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it sounds a little convoluted to read the comic. Maybe that's why you can just get the toy and just imagine all the wonderful just, stories in your head. Right. Just <laughs> yeah. read. There you go. Yeah, just read Leatherhead too. The Mirage line is just full. I even actually heard. Um, I didn't put this in the in the breakdown, but um, there are even some talks about um, like a Mirage Dio, maybe, perhaps if oh, we cool. if we beg them. Uh, it wasn't. Of... The, it wasn't the Mirage Dio. It was the Last Ronin one. Um, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the Last Ronin one. They, I guess, they talked about. There's enough figures to do a real Dio. Well, the, it, the last Ronin dial that they had at San Diego Comic Con was just a repainted, like normal dial that they have. Mm, and it's like barbed wire. Yeah, just with with barbed wire and like extra like wood planks on like boarded up windows. Um, the Mirage dial was like a bunch of foam bricks. Mm, so like that true. was that wasn't actually a diorama <laughs> or like no, I, like a diorama you could buy. Yeah, I do think though, like the. The fervor has definitely reached NECA's ears, so maybe maybe it's possible, folks. But there's a ton of Mirage figures. It's never been a better time to be a Mirage fan and for figures. Or, you know, a worse time, because it's too much new toys. Next up, we have... We've seen previously, like, the Loyal Subjects did their own version of, like, the Street Turtles. But then NECA is coming out of the gate strong with their version of the, the Street Turtles from the 1987 series. And they're looking pretty stellar, folks. Turtles in jackets. Yeah, so these ones uh, are 
based off of uh, you know the what's the hey sister what's the haps scene in uh, I think it was like the third episode. Apparently, there's multiple episodes because Raph. There's two versions of jacketed street Raph. There's one with a white jacket and one with a brown jacket. And we're getting brown jacket Raph. So brown yeah. jacket is the first appearance, I think. Yeah, I think the other appearance was in uh, one of the Usagi episodes. Yeah, they dress up like that to escort Usagi around. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. um, that's that's actually that's on the back of the Usagi box mm-hmm. uh, from NECA. Uh, but also, if you um, so they talked to about how that these are going to have like the punk mohawk heads that the turtles like kind of wore similar outfits for in the European vacation season. Ooh, that is cool. Uh, I didn't so catch that. Yeah, so the, that won't be accurate because they didn't wear like these jackets. But um, you know, it's it's close enough. Who's going to care? It won't be accurate, but it'll be fun. So exactly. Only fun haters will have a problem. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think that wraps up the toy news. Though I can say, you know, I did get my delivery of the loyal subjects best action turtles. They're pretty stellar, and you're gonna want. You're definitely gonna want that raft, folks. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for the giveaway because it's a stellar raft. Probably my favorite in the set. Yeah, I like my boxes are signed by by Mateus. I'm kind of I kind of want to open them though. Someone's getting doubles. No, I'm going to open these ones. <laughs> the value, Mike. I don't care about value. I'm, I buy toys to play with them. I I do wonder so they sign them on like the plastic, right? Yeah, he signed it like right on the window. Does that come off? Do you have to be like protective of that? How does one like? Because I'd be afraid of it smudging now. How do you? I well, I mean, he signed it. He signed it with a sharpie, so it's it, it'll be harder to smudge. But it, but yeah, it was something that like I was trying to be really careful as I carried it through Comic Con for the next twelve hours. For sure, you're like you're like blowing on it to make sure it dries. Yeah, yeah, like I was doing that. Um, oh, there's Mike in the corner blowing on an action figure. Yep, yep that was me. Oh, I didn't even tell you guys. Like, I, I got to meet um, Cowabunga Corner, Michelle Ivey. Um, oh, that's so cool. Got to meet her. And then she was like, hey. And so, like, you know, she and I were talking and everything. Uh, she was like, do you want to hold the combat cold cuts? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> she literally pulled out, like, the screen used combat cold cuts. That's amazing. Holy cow, that is way cool. <laughs> Did you whip them around? Uh, I did not. They are very much degrading. Uh, I did take a picture, and I will. Uh, I'll send that to you guys later. But it was. But it was just so cool meeting her. Uh, I get did to meet you the use famous. Mustard? Uh, <laughs> next time I'd use mustard. Okay. Did um, you shout out the line and make a scene? I did not because I didn't want to. Uh, oh, draw hit a crowd. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty crowded. Uh, but meeting with meeting Michelle was fantastic. I got to meet um, Zach from Buika Show. I get to meet Jonathan from Sewer Den, uh, the fantastic artist uh, Toka. Um, oh yeah, I love his stuff. I I got to meet him in person. He was handing out like skateboard decks to to everybody. That's and, like, cool. It was so surreal, like watching like us leave the IDW panel. Like, and I walked with like I was talking with Tom Waltz and um, and Kevin Eastman. Like we were walking down to the IDW booth for their signing, and then like. 
Toka, like they just saw Toka out of the, the corner of their eye. They're like, Toka! And they all like stopped and walked over and talked to him. And that was just so surreal. And like, you know, like fan, you know, regular people don't know who this guy is. And I'm like, oh shit, are you Toka? Like the Toka? And he's like, yeah, dude. And so he follows me on Twitter already. And so like, it was fantastic talking to him and talking about like Go Green Machine and the work he does there. And um, yeah. What a fan! It was a whirlwind, fantastic day. Yeah, I don't know this. This SDCC kind of sounds like a cool place. You know, yeah. I think you guys should check it out next time you're. You know, if you can make it to California. Oh, I do. I need to. I need to go. I need to go so bad. <laughs> it just makes me realize how how little of of stuff we have that's actually related to comic books here in Utah. Uh, Especially in our, our comic convention, because it's not really a comic. Yeah, you got, you got Salt Lake Comic Con. We have FanX. It used to be called Salt Lake Comic Con, but then there oh. was lawsuits from San Diego Comic Con, and oh, yeah. FanX. <laughs> got sued. <laughs> yeah. But, but, all right. What's next in the news? Uh, let's see. I'm going to do games next, um, specifically video games. So. If you're into The Sims, uh, The Sims Mobile has new heads for your Sims that are the heads from <laughs> Mutant Mayhem. Um, they look very surreal and very creepy, but if you're into that, uh, go check it out. Also recently announced is a sequel to Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, All-Star Brawl 2. Um, I think it just dropped today that it was Yeah, uh, just this out. morning. Just yeah, this morning. so I don't know that we have a like release date. Uh, looks like it's coming to Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And they did, in the trailer, show Donatello and Raphael. So, allegedly, all four turtles will be in this one. That's wild. Uh, you would, I would have expected, like, DLC or something. It's kind of crazy to get, like, a, a whole game. I know, yeah. And, I mean, out of the box, they have voice actors this time. It's not a, not a separate download. So Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> yeah. a debacle the first yeah. time. Yeah, maybe, seems, maybe I'll get much more one. put together. Yeah. Uh, another thing in video game news that... Uh, we have here is that it might already be done by the time this episode comes out, but they're doing a giveaway of Xbox controllers with scent oh, diffusers oh, that yeah. blast oh, the no. scent of pizza in your face while you're playing them. Ninja Turtles themed Xbox controllers with pizza scent diffusers. Love it. Yeah, I, I, hope I can buy one. I, I would love to buy one just to have one. Uh, but we'll we'll see if that ever happens. But right now, there's a giveaway going on. Incredible it does stuff. Look, they do look super cool. I don't know. I don't know about the smell. That sounds cursed. Yeah, yeah really. I mean, like I don't know. Like a decent <laughs> sausage smell could be all right. Um, but they look super super cool. Hmm. All right. So movies and TV. Big news there too. Uh, it's been revealed that there are plans for a sequel to Mutant Mayhem, a whole sequel movie, and two seasons of a TV show. Uh, it's possible that those two seasons could be a bridge to the sequel. Uh, we will have to see when it happens. Um, it looks like the, the TV series will be titled Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is an Sweet. awesome callback to the comics, and I'm glad they're at least acknowledging that they exist. So that's always nice. Uh, the series so, will appear on Paramount Plus. Uh, it's also written, uh, or I don't know their exact roles on the show, but it's going to be um, the two creative leads on that show are Christopher Yost, who worked on 2003, 
and Alan Wan, who worked on 2012 and Rise. So you're kind of getting a lot of TMNT DNA in this uh, in this version. That's yeah, definitely great. in good hands. Yeah, Christopher Yost wrote some really good episodes in 2003. So. Yeah, he he's writing season four, and I I'm a fan of season four. Give yeah. me some villain Bishop, please. Bring Bishop back. <laughs> make him a villain. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so this is going to be um, definitely later. Not, I don't think it's this year. Um, and I heard that it's two D. I've I've seen different reports. Yeah, I, I, I heard that know. too. Like it's going to be like two D animated. Yeah. Cool. Um, and all four, apparently, all four of the turtle voice actors are going to be doing their roles in it. I don't know about the other characters, but I can't I see Jackie. I can't see Jackie Chan coming back for this. But uh, if they get the guy who played Jackie Chan in Jackie Chan Adventures, hey, they we got something there. But uh, yeah, that is it for the news this week. I'm happy I was able to make it for this section. Um, <laughs> You did good at Comic Con, Mike. You did good. Hey, it was it was yeah. a busy, busy day. Let me tell you. But one, magic. One final little tidbit. Um, if you like the sound of my voice, I'm going to be guesting on an episode of Shellheads. It's sl- slated to release. I think it'll be last weekend by the time this episode comes out. So, Ooh. Um, me and Sergio and Jeff, we talked about every movie that's come out. Um, I mean, Ooh. we started at eight thirty my time. I didn't go to bed till like one o'clock. Like we just talked and talked and talked. It was fantastic. Did you so do like a ranking? Kind of. Um, we just kind of. I don't think we did an official ranking, but you know, talked about which ones we liked, which ones we didn't. I mean, we went through every single movie and just mm. knocked it down. It was it was a great little turtle session. That'll well, be awesome. interesting to see. Yeah, or here, I guess. Here, yeah. <laughs> well, I just I just found out before I jumped on this call that I will be on the Comic Binge uh, podcast again. I talked about Rocketeer last year. This year, I'll finally be talking about the Ninja Turtles. So, awesome. uh, but that that episode will be on Monday live on YouTube. So, you know, oh, if right you listen on. to this on Tuesday, it'll be over. Uh, but. <laughs> But you can go back. You can go back to uh, the Comic Binge <laughs> YouTube channel and, and watch it. But that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. I love talking to Paul. I'll have to tune in. Please do, because that would be that would be a lot of fun. All right, Spencer. So what are we doing in. next week? Next week we will be covering Mutant Mayhem. If everyone's got tickets to go see it this weekend. Yeah. I'm going to go see it this Saturday. I'm going to meet Spencer. Oh, you guys are actually doing it. You guys, yeah. you guys are doing it. Oh, yeah. I love that for you. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I thought it was a joke. I, I didn't know like how far y'all were actually. That's awesome. That's why you guys were picking the burger place. Um, well, well no, we that was talking about. I'm oh. just a fan of burgers. I'm just, I just yeah, love burgers. Too. So yeah, the burger place isn't near the theater. We'll be going, um, and I promise Spencer it'll be awkward and weird. Beautiful. <laughs> it always uh, is. It always but is. yeah, as we as we're recording this episode, the uh, review embargo for Mutant Mayhem has been lifted. So as of right now, it's sitting at a 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes uh, with all the critics' reviews. So definitely tracking to be good. Um, that's that's crazy. The next one we're gonna be talking about Mew and Mayhem after all this time. It's it, it's it's finally here. Like you know, it it's been a wild journey <laughs> with with Mutant Mayhem. So 
for it to finally be here. I'm so I'm so stoked to finally be able to go watch it and talk about it. Yeah, I'm super excited. But that is it for this week. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought of the show. Uh, Ninja Turtle Power Hour on Instagram, Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, and Ninja Turtle Power Hour on Facebook. Ooh, that's our show this week, guys. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Super Turtle. Hot soup. some stuff yeah i i should have uh i should have had that recording the whole time that was that was some conversation gold right there damn damn it man all. yeah they'll, they'll never know the story of keith's child's bone saw we cannot have just a conversation it must always be content right content content that's, that's content. the social media demon brain there you go i know <laughs> speaking of content how much do you all love my my crappy Instagram account? It's just Ninja Turtle toys. I don't think, it, I think it's legit fantastic. I really? love that. Yeah, <laughs> there, it, like you. unironically, that's a fabulous idea. Wait, are, are, is that what you're currently doing with our account, or do you actually have one that's that I haven't even followed? No, I have a I have a secondary account. It's called Ninja Turtles: The Next Rotation. It's, it's so literally. Good. It's just I got that spinning platform thing. I've had it on my office desk and I just keep putting a toy on it and like filming it for 20 seconds and then putting it up on Instagram. It's it's pretty great. Ninja Turtles. Well, start start doing what Cody does. Cody, how do you how do you get these people just to send you toys? Um so I haven't got any toy. I mean, I guess uh Fisher Price counts. Um okay. they sent me the little people set. Um Well, that's actually, you know, something that'd be great for me right now. You know, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen it on the Amazon though. I was looking. Uh, Spencer just saying, so you know, I'm gonna send you something. So if your address has changed, please let me know. Oh, okay. Um, say it now on the air for everybody, please. Um, so it is the same place in Bountiful. If it's still Bountiful, you're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, as we're recording. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. The whole thing, it, it baffles me too. Because um, people, they reach out to me on Instagram. And that's where like I have like my smallest following. Um, like I do, I do much better on TikTok, of course. And I'm slowly climbing on YouTube. And I don't know, maybe people just view Instagram as legit. But it's, it's a mystery to me because I'm not doing any like special work. But, hmm. you know, more toys the merrier. Send them. I will shill toy companies. I will... I will sell out. Really get completely. down and just lick boot. <laughs> All you have to do is dangle a free item in my face. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, the funny thing Damn. is I already cut. It's basically everything I do is like a giant ad. So I, I pondered, like, what would the difference be? You know, like that's the brilliance of it to the to the marketing executives. They're like, well, he's already doing ads. This would just look like it would be so deep. People won't even know that they're looking at ads, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Calm down.
course, now I can't find your address. I'll find it. Don't you worry. Yeah, where can the podcast fans visit Spencer if they disagree with his opinions? <laughs> Man, could you imagine? <laughs> I, I haven't had anyone turn up on my doorstep yet, you know? So that's 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 probably a good thing. I feel like so far our listeners must be pretty even kill people uh if they haven't shown up on my doorstep yet uh, i mean maybe it, maybe that would scare me away from podcasting forever or you know <laughs> dis disgruntled 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 comic writer or drawer you know who knows fair enough fair enough it'll be like the stephen king thing i forget what's the misery it, it'll be yeah it'll be a writer of one of the cartoons cuz i i I just imagine that they probably listen to our show less than uh, than uh, the people who write comic books. I, I just feel like the likelihood of the people who, for whatever reason, I feel like the likelihood of the people who work on the comic books are like more interconnected and possibly listening to our show. That's than true. Who work on like the TV shows or movies? I feel like comic book folks are generally chill people, though. I feel like Mateus Santaluco could throw down, you know. <laughs> I feel like he like he just looks like such a badass. I feel like it's the same with could... uh, uh, Ryan Otley. Is Ryan that right? Otley? Is it Ryan? He's Otley? the one that does Invincible, I believe. Yeah. So now I'm thinking it's someone else. That I'm thinking of who's uh he did Batman. He did Haunt. No, did he do Haunt? That's a lot of people who've done Batman. <laughs> again. I know. Well, he did. He did it with uh Snyder, Zack Snyder. No. Oh, yes? Capullo. Capullo, great Capullo. Yes. That dude looks like he could throw it down. Let's Google him. Greg Capullo. Yeah, he's 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 got the guns. Yeah. He's jacked. It's um, funny okay. if you Google him and do image search, almost all the images are Batman. So it's like you've been so successful, like they don't it's not even like your picture anymore. It's hard to get a picture of yourself because, yeah. because it's just your art, because your art is so good. Good for mm-hmm. him. He's also done album covers and stuff, though. But yeah, it is all Batman, isn't it? Jeez Louise. There's a Judge Dredd. All right, so guys, I write notes to myself on my phone so I don't forget things. Um, I have two here that I think are like... One is just titled, Drugs Tell You How to Throw Bees into the Sun. What? (laughs) I don't know what... There's no context with that. That's the entire note. Is this because... Hi, at some point. I, no, it. it that's related really to what we watched, watched right? Huh? Sorry, that's related yeah, to, to what we watched, right? It, it might be. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't high when I wrote that. I just. I, I swear, I must have heard it somewhere and wrote it down. I don't know where. I don't know why. Oh. This other one though is uh, the third Ninja Turtles movie. The, colon, they all look like Donkey Kong. <laughs> don't know what that's sort of you know, do you know when you wrote this down this is this like middle of the night stuff uh, where you have to wake it up and, and write it sweat. down or you yeah. lose it <laughs> yeah you, sh- you, sh- you shake your wife awake honey honey honey, honey listen listen <laughs> okay the drugs one was at 9 30 at night <laughs> the donkey kong one though it was at 207 a.m so yes it must have been <laughs> yeah do you, do you like sleepwalk I, I I don't think I do. Sleep text. Sleep text. <laughs> that would actually make a lot of sense. Yeah. 
so all of this is because Spencer, I thought I had your address saved in a note, and I, I apparently don't. I'm sure I can find it. Though. Oh, all right. Well, I, I can send it through Facebook Messenger. They probably already know where I live and where I work and what I eat already, anyway. So, right. Yeah. You know. got your bathroom schedule and everything. So probably they're like, okay, he poops at this time. This time he doesn't actually poop, but he's hiding from working at work. You know. <laughs> you know um, are, do you guys ever watch like Twitch streamers or anything like that? Not a whole lot now. People, fans do get so um, aware of it. Like, like one streamer I watch, when he goes to the bathroom, his fans will have timed him. So they're like, oh, that was a long pee this time. That's creepy. And he's like, you got to stop. You got to stop. That's, that's too in-depth. Yeah, that's way. I think there's a point where like, once he acknowledges it, it's the kind of like backfire thing. Like Once you bring something to light, people are going to like do it as a meme. But then it becomes like, when is it a joke or when is it like... Like, when have you, like, created the joke or, like, people participating in the joke? Like, you're not even joking anymore because it's not funny. Right. But, yeah, that's the, if we, I mean, if we did, like, a live stream podcast, it could, that's the kind of fame we could achieve. (laughs) People could be keeping track of my pee schedule and how long I often pee. Yeah, though, actually, we don't really break much, I've found, unless, unless we're doing it sneakily. Right. I, yeah. I I don't usually go anywhere. I I was on uh, the Shellheads podcast. They took like a, a distinct break. They were like, Did it's they? time to pee and, and time to empty the bladder and refill the, the cups, you know? It was you distinct. see, I, I don't know. I guess I, th- there has been a time or two while someone is summarizing their story that I have slipped oh, yeah. out. And, I've done that. You know, Taking a pee. I, I will admit I have done that. Uh, like honestly, it feels less rude than me just like spacing out while you're talking. So yeah, you know it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's like I I watched this too. And <laughs> yeah, there are times though where I'm like, oh shit, I better listen to this because I don't remember anything. <laughs> like I have the notes but no context, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, yeah. The summaries help a ton for that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it is a nice refresher. I'll admit. Mm, speaking of, should we get into this? Yeah. Let's let's do it. I'm still just kind of like looking through news, but I'll just do that while you're summarizing the story. Oh yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Oh, uh, since since we have a little bit of time, so basically, what Gintama is is that during Japan's Edo period, aliens invaded Earth, and they yes, pretty much that's historically accurate. Yes, yes, yes. So during <laughs> during the Edo period, aliens invaded Earth. Kind of advanced society, but at the same time, like things are like the Edo period of Japan, like uh, retro futurism kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, some retro futurism kind of thing, and all of the samurai aren't allowed to carry swords anymore. There's like sword control, I guess. You know, they're not allowed to have swords anymore. People are kind of subject to the aliens. You know, humans are looked down on. Uh, so Gintama is a ronin. You know, he used to be a samurai. He doesn't carry a sword anymore, but he does carry a wooden sword with him. Uh, and he's just, like, burnt out and still kind of behaves like a child. You know, they'll be like... He, he's always trying to get his weekly issue of Shonen Jump. Uh, you know, he drinks he drinks strawberry milk. You know, like, he loves drinking strawberry milk, things like that. As one does. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of the idea is that he's supposed to, you know, not be very grown up. He's kind of immature. 
Uh, but he's also like burnt out and fried. And so now he also just does odd jobs. And so he has like a little business that he calls odd jobs where people can hire him to do odd jobs. Uh, and I don't know, he ends up having this kid that's, you know, these two kids that help him. It's, it's a lot of fun. I just read a summary. Um, it's already, it's even making me crack up. So it's like a parody of Dragon Balls called Seven Slippery Balls. Uh, Hijikata <laughs> travels to planet Hammock for cigarettes as it got banned on Earth. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like the show. And I'm um, Mike Templeton. <laughs> hey, Welcome, Mike. Mike. Oh, boy. What a long day at work that was. That'll yeah, teach you to get a job. You know, it's funny. I remember a long time ago, uh, Spencer was saying there must be someone around me who really likes Ninja Turtles because my target never has Ninja Turtle action figures. <laughs> and when you know it, we went and found the the guy who it probably is to nice. the, the podcast. That would be funny. I wish it was possible to know if like I was at some of those times clearing them out. Usually, though, when I buy, I'm not like crazy about it. So. But that would be um, hilarious. Are you guys gonna try? Are you guys trying to get the the Lawson turtles at all, or no? I got mine. Well, I know you got yours, but I'm talking about the other the other two guys who aren't as toy savvy uh, as we are. You know, I I don't know if I'm really chasing it that hard. Uh, I'm kind of preparing for a baby to be uh in my apartment, and that's fair. It's a lot of babies love toys. Bucks. So babies love toys. Babies love toys. Oh my god, my <laughs> yeah, daughter yes. loves my uh, Dragon Lord from Mutant Mate or uh, Next Mutation. She loves you can, Dragon Lord. You can you can pay for a whole baby with one hundred and fifty dollars. I hear so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the like if I find them in the wild, I might buy them. But like I I'm running out of space. I'm buying the IDW ones. I'm buying those okay. wrestling ones. So like yeah. I. Okay. I'm not as far right now. I can afford it. So. I, Space I just is a future to, problem. Yeah, you know? <laughs> true. I just oh, I just I just wanted to say see if like you know if Cody or I see a link for it because they they've been popping up and up on Target yeah, every true. now and then. That's true. You know, do you want us to send you a link? So one I'll, day I'll be okay. I'll, I'll, I'll hunt on my own. Thank you. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Yeah, one, we'll, one day we'll I'll have them under the shelves anyways for you, just on mm-hmm. the off chance. Yeah, that's the wildest thing I've ever seen. Guess. <laughs> Dude, it happens so often. Like, that's crazy. What a what yeah. a world we live in. You know. All right, I gotta go buy dinner. Uh, my wife just got home, so I will talk to you guys next week. I'm gonna go see it on Saturday, and then yeah. again on Tuesday. Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it on, on Saturday. I'm seeing it on Wednesday. So please no spoilers. I was going to, well, because I bought my tickets for Tuesday, but then um, the party wagon group, uh, they had some cancellations for the LA showing. Oh. And the guy that bought my best action figures at Comic-Con was the party wagon guy who set it up. So he's just oh. like, hey, he's like, hey, do you Is just Oscar? Go? Yeah, Oscar. That's cool. Um, yeah. Oh, That's God. Cool. Oscar was so great. Forgot to give him a shout out. Hope this is in the bonus content. <laughs> If I not, do have the like the novelization of the movie, so it's been really tempting to be like, I could just spoil it all right now. Yeah. Are we gonna recap it? Are we gonna do a summary? Uh I don't think we did that with we didn't do that with the Rise movie. I don't think we need to do yeah, that. We did. We did. Oh, we did we did do a full recap? Yeah, we made you yeah. do it. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so we're, gonna, we're gonna do the same thing again. Of next the novelization. Time. All right, Cody can Maybe. do mute, ma'am. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just like do you know a brief, quick one, or, or maybe we'll do another one of those ones where we all just kind of throw out details and try to keep it going. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, that, that was, was super really fun. fun. We do yeah. do that for yeah. movies. So we've done it for movies before. Yeah, yeah just okay, a so let's, recap. Okay, so let's do that then. Okay, cool. All right, see all you right. all next week. See you next week. Yep. Take, take care, care dudes. Bye.